0: Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zelinsky.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this June 27th, 2016 edition. I broadcast Monday to Friday. That's weekdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, and on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on on WINB. And for more ways to listen, just simply click on that Listen tab at weekendvigilante.com. Including the podcast, which is becoming really popular, and what's quickly becoming even more popular than the podcast is the Weekend Vigilante app, which is customized and tailored for you, the listener. You can download the app for smart devices, and that is a great, convenient way for you, the listener, to listen to the program. And do not forget to add me on social media, the icons are at the top right of my website. And speaking of something on my website, I have a direct link, we are taking pre orders for that new book. So we really want to look at our numbers. I told people this before it costs Carla and I a big chunk of change to put this book together typeset copy edited. It's thousands of dollars. So get your copy of power prayers today. And of course, I heard somebody say recently, ah, pfft, I don't need a book on prayer. Well, then you know what? You have not seen this book. I can't tell you how many people have asked over and over, but especially in the last year, to put together something that gives people examples of powerful, effective prayer from the scriptures that are not only going to change the way you pray, they're going to change your life. I said jokingly to Carla the other day, if I charged what this book was worth, no one could afford it. I really believe that because this was birthed when hell came to our front doorstep. And we had to learn from God and prayer and fasting. And I said on a show with Dan Duvall the other day, I said, you know how people talk about their guns? You know, we have a lot of Second Amendment guys. Molon Lape, come and get them. That's how believers need to be talking to the devil. You just come and try it and see what happens. We ought to be whipping his butt all day long. But instead, the enemy's mopping the floor up with some Christians. They're living defeated. They're frustrated, depressed. And when you look around, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. But if you look to God, you will be totally at rest, totally at peace. And that's not some cutesy phrase that we just use. And I'm going to tell you what, the effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man, it says, availeth much. And I'm going to tell you, these prayers they're going to avail availeth much. So get your pre-order today. Go to the website. Do pre-order the book, Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Don't wait. Order it now. Well, I want to jump right into the program today because I have a very fascinating guest with a remarkable story. As you know, he's been a featured guest on hundreds of TV programs, Sid Roth, 700 Club, I could go on and on. He was formerly a third-ranking high priest, some might say warlock of a satanic cult in New York City, and he's now a vibrant evangelist who shares the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever he goes, and his remarkable story he details in a book, Out of the Devil's Cauldron. Wow, quite a book. I had him on a few years ago, but I'm really happy to have him back to talk about this newest book, Unmasking the Devil. Sounds like my cup of tea. John Ramirez is my guest, and it is my pleasure to welcome him to the program again. John, welcome to the program. Pleasure to have you back on.
0: Oh, thank you, my sister. It's a blessing to be on your show. Uh just amazing to to team up with you. I, actually, I'm, I'm blessed to know that someone out there is not afraid of the devil. So I'm so happy to be you know, part of this amazing show tonight. And to bless your listeners, to teach your listeners, to understand that we are more than conquerors. We are the, the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And we need to let the devil know that we are coming and we ain't playing games with him.
1: Amen, because I'll tell you what, the devil's not playing, but sadly, most Christians are. Now, you wrote an incredible book, Out of the Devil's Cauldron, A Journey from Darkness to Light. Of course, you have a new book from last year, Unmasking the Devil, Unmasking the Patterns and Cycles of the Underworld. Very incredible information. Get into, for the new listeners, John, tell them about your incredible journey to where you are now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, uh, it, it just, it just. Uh, I, Sometimes I think I'm dreaming, and and someday I'm gonna wake up, and, and and thank God that that's not the case. But you know, it's just been such an amazing journey for 16 years. I'm serving the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, uh, one of the, th- the amazing thing is that I never signed up for Christianity. I never wanted to be a Christian. I never really thought that it was attractive to be a Christian. I thought that Christianity was uh, a place of weakness, a uh, powerless uh, place of uh, you needed a crush or someone to love on you. There was nothing reaffirming about Christianity to me that I I was uh, attracted to in any way, any form. Not even for five minutes, I wanted to be a Christian. I was actually a third high-ranked devil worshiper. I was a general in the kingdom of of darkness. I was a general in in the kingdom of of Satan himself. I had direct contact with the devil, the demons, the principality from different regions, different demons on the ground, different locations. I was uh, an evangelist to the dark side. I would recruit, train people, uh, equip them on spiritual warfare on the demonic side. I would have people understand how to do witchcraft, how to take the, the time. Because time is, it. you know, the Bible said redeem your time. And I think Christians kind of re over that because the kingdom of darkness is all about time. Because they wait for the right timing to attack the church. They wait for the right timing to attack your neighbor. They wait for the right timing to attack your family. So that was uh, implemented so much in the kingdom of darkness about time. So my thing was uh, I was a general in the kingdom of darkness from the age of eight years old. I was going to demon church already all the way to the age of 35 that, you know, Jesus just crashed into my life like a, a runaway train and took me to hell. Because there was no Christians out there was able to evangelize to me because they didn't have no power. Not because their God wasn't all powerful. It's because the vessel was weak. The vessel didn't have no substance of the truth of reality of what a Christian supposed to be like, look like, walk like, and have the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And to me, I was, I was fixed. I was at like a junkie. I was high on power, on demonic power from astral projecting, from doing witchcraft, from locking the four corners of the world, the witchcraft and secrets of the the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says that the devil is the God of this world. So I reigned and ruled with the devil for 25 years. And even to the point that people were saying, no, he is the devil's son, he is the devil's son. I could prove to people that I was so engrafted, the devil was in me and worked through me in in me against Christianity and against non-believers I had a name, I had a reputation, I had territories uh, assigned to, until Jesus Christ in October 1999 crashed the party. And I I left one daddy to follow another daddy that I, I couldn't see when I used to see the devil face to face for 25 years.
1: Wow. Well, tell us how you got saved as you said Jesus crashed the party. What was the quintessential thing that really made a change in your heart?
0: I think there was two, there was two uh, back-to-back incidents, circumstances that happened in my life. Once I was, uh, I came from a night of recruiting people for, to the demonic side from clubs and, and lounges the night before. So that, that morning I, I came home about five in the morning because there was a curfew the devil gives you. You can't be out no more than five in the morning recruiting people because after six o'clock in the, in, in the morning, the sun starts coming out and uh, there's no really power in the light, no power darkness in the light. So you can function on the level of spiritual warfare and in the demonic realm after 5 in the morning. I came home that night. I went to sleep. And I woke up in the morning. I was watching one of these uh, crazy TV shows. I think it was Jerry Springer I was watching. And a lot of stuff was going on in the show. People hitting each other. You know, it was one of these degrading shows. At the time, I thought it was one of the best shows. At this time, it was a very degrading show. People degrading each other back and forth. But anyway, the, the whole thing was that I, I heard the voice of Jesus Christ for the first time speak to me like I'm speaking to you or you speaking to me say son I mean first of all God called me son I was like blown away call me son I wasn't I wasn't part of your baseball team I wasn't part of your team I wasn't I wasn't saved. I wasn't uh looking for Jesus and and sure I didn't want Jesus to come look for me anyway so he called me son he said what are you gonna do with your life I'm coming soon what are you planning to do with yourself and when I heard that voice it, it, I mean kind of like gripped me in my spirit because i i knew the voice of the devil i knew the voice of jezebel i knew the voice of the demonic forces i knew the voice of different principalities i knew the voice of territory demons familiar spirits i knew the voices i mean 25 years of devil worship. i knew every voice so for this voice to speak to me out of nowhere i mean gripped me and i kind of looked around the room where the voice came from at one, at one moment after it came out from the tv The stuff I was watching, and I know I I didn't have a hangover because that night I didn't really drink that much. And then I I saw from one side of the room, I saw like the whole sky was on fire. This vision of the whole sky on fire, and people running like crazy, trying to find somewhere to hide. And terror on the people, trying to hide somewhere to hide. And then later, years later, I read the book of Revelation, speaks about the the sky going on fire and all this other stuff. So to me, it was like, what a vision. Then a couple of weeks later, I I was dating a young lady. uh, She was a backslider. And she invited me to church i grabbed the pastor by the throat they couldn't get me off him i mean all this episode was going on i came home i was exhausted for the first time after 25 years i was feeling oppressed depressed and i couldn't understand why this stuff is coming on me but i, f- I knew that there, there was this man called jesus that was pulling me from one side and the devil was pulling me from the other side so i was like being pulled from both directions you know the, the demonic side was pulling me it was like a tug of war like one side wanted me here and the other side wanted me there. And it was just going back and forth. And, and uh, actually, I was depressed for the first time after so many years. I was thinking of suicide, actually. I was thinking of uh, suicide would have been the best the best option for me at that, at that moment. That's how this thing was crushing me. It was like crushing me to the point that suicide would have been the best way out. Uh, I, I remember I sat on the bed, and I was thinking, what would be the best way to commit suicide that would look real, that my daughter can collect the life insurance and, and have $750,000 in her pocket? So I said, you know what? I know what to do. I said, Jesus, I don't know what they call you. I don't know what your name is. I don't know what you're about. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm, I'm die and go to hell before I serve you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't renounce you. I don't want nothing to do with you. And then as I was falling asleep for the first time in my entire life, I felt like I was going under anesthesia sleep. And as I was going to that anesthesia sleep, this this sleep came over me. And it's amazing because if you read the book of Genesis, when God put Adam in a deep sleep, it's it's something like anesthesia. And when he pulled out the rib, that made Eve. So I was going to that deep sleep. As I was going to that deep sleep, the only thing that came out of my mouth wasn't planned. It wasn't orchestrated, anything like that. All I said was, if you're bigger than the devil, then you show me tonight or leave me alone. And that's when God took me to hell. I was just on this train that was going faster than I never, ever could imagine the speed on this train filled with people. People on the train, Jezebel was on the train speaking to me, the monotron calling me traitor. And the people on the train, they had no faces, but you could feel the fear. They know they was going to a place that they wasn't going to return. And the train hit the hit the portals of hell, and the, the doors opened. I ended up in hell. As I ended up in hell, my sister, I was looking for, I was looking for a window. I was looking for a door. I was looking... For someone that I, I know that I know my life that, you know, it's an amazing thing that when you hit hell, the first thing that comes into your mind as a human being, and the Lord showed me this, the first thing that comes into your mind as a human person, you say to yourself, I don't belong here. And as I, I can't die here. I don't belong here. And as I was going through the portals of hell and trying to find my way through the portals of hell, fear gripped me. Fear, I mean, it came over me like a coat And I was trying to shake it off. I couldn't shake it off. And, and then the devil came out. And confronted me I loved you You was my son I gave you everything that you needed First of all, the devil can't love you Because you made an image of God But that, you know, the devil's a lie. He can't ever tell the truth anyway So he, he kept talking to me And I said, I don't know, I'm just confused I was talking to him and back in the demonic tongues I'm so confused I don't know what to do You know, give me a chance So when he went to grab me in hell The cross of Jesus Christ appeared in hell And just zapped the strength out of the devil And the devil fell like a toddler on the floor and i ran deeper into the portals of hell as i went deeper into the portals of hell the last encounter i had with the devil he came out again furious i mean this this thing was like 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 a runaway train i mean this was about 15 feet tall furious i mean ready to come on me again and tell me i'm going to destroy you because you know too much about the occult you know too much about santeria spiritualism you know too much about my my religion and you know if i let you live you expose me and you would tell the people how I entrap humanity into the kingdom of darkness because there's 21 roads to the kingdom of darkness, by the way I, you will expose every demonic activity that I do in the world you will expose it and people will know the truth so I have to destroy you so when he went to destroy me for the last time I showed my cuts, I had cuts in my body those are the ceremonies I did to sell my soul to the devil and he said, fool, I give you those I give you those, that's why I own you and when he went to grab me again the cross of Jesus Christ appeared in hell and set me free. And when I came back from hell to the earth, my spirit went into my body. It felt like I was at an ER room, people were giving me electrical shocks. It went in that heart into my body. And I woke up and I knew that Jesus Christ was Lord. And I turned from 25 years of committed to the dark side. I had a hundred thousand dollars of witchcraft stuff in my house. My witchcraft was so diabolical that if I said I was gonna kill you in 30 days, you was gonna die. Giving people miscarriages, giving people a uh, spirit of sickness, uh, de- destroying families, destroying people through witchcraft, uh, through astral projecting, turning myself into an animal and ending up in your house. All that kind of diabolical witchcraft, cemetery, human bones, all that stuff. I gave it away and I counted foolish to gain Christ. And I've been following Jesus Christ for 16 years.
1: Wow. 100,000 hours of witchcraft. It's amazing how Jesus snatched you back from the grips of hell, John. Here your entire family was steeped in the occult. You were being groomed to be a mm-hmm. high priest warlock, you know, after 25 years immersed in deep darkness, steeped in Santeria. What kind of tactics, John, you mentioned, you know, all these things you can do to make Christian sick. What kind of tactics do witches and warlocks and Satanists use primarily against Christians and their ministries?
0: I think one of the things that the devil is very seductive. The devil is very seductive. The devil knows how to how to play the game through the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate. You know, at one time I, I not too long ago I preach a word: is the devil's after your words. So whatever comes out of your mouth, the spirit of life and death lies in your tongue. In eighteen, 18 eighteen twenty-one. So I knew how to trip Christian to speak a certain way, so I can trap them in their words and make a legal contract with them, because I was looking for legal rights over over Christians in conversation, and interactions, in battles, back and forth. What they were. In my word my kingdom against your kingdom that's why if you see the, the life of jesus christ when he was in the wilderness the devil was trying to trip his words so he can make a mistake and bind him to his words and break the plan of god over his life because the devil knew that in the power of words there's victory if jesus kept coming back to the word It's written the word says this It's written the word says that and the devil when he came for jesus he found nothing in him that he was able to hold on to. And a lot of believers, because the church is not teaching my sister, the church is not teaching spiritual warfare today, it's easy access to coming to a believer, not only with the word, but a lot of believers are Sunday Christians. It's the same, not all, but thank God. But a lot, majority of Sunday Christian, there's no foundation, there's no discipleship, there's no teachable spirit, there's no uh, encounter with God. They are just religion. So I'm able to come into the spirit realm. One of the things that I, 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 you know, there's there's the generation of curses that I've never been dealt with. So I'm able to hold, lead on to one of the generation of curses, if it's sickness, if it's alcohol, cocaine, drug addiction. I'm able to fire that up. I'm able to put wood in the fire and turn that on. And bring that person back into that in that situation and destroy them that way.
1: Well, and legal right, it really is the key here. That that's really only thing devil has is an open door for affliction, demonic affliction. It's amazing how now you're a powerful minister, you cast out demons. And do you find it pretty laughable, John? And folks, if you're just tuning in, it's Sheila Zelinsky with Brother John Ramirez. John, it's pretty laughable these churches that don't even think Christians can have a demon, let alone a generational curse. And that's just the point: is yes, Jesus does atone for this at the cross, but it has to be appropriated, doesn't it?
0: Well, Jesus atone You know, Jesus atoned for your salvation at the cross, but you have to work out your salvation. You have to work out with starvation, with trembling fear. You have to work out your family tree to deal with those generation of curses and have them things broken and and dismantled and uprooted and cast out out of your life. I mean, I I give an example. When I was into devil worshiping, I was drinking like three thousand dollars a month in alcohol. Going out to clubs and being have demon possessed, and my father was an alcoholic, and my and my grandfather was an alcoholic. But when they came to, when I came to Jesus, I had to renounce these things and and break ties and cut the rope in order for God to set me free from that situation. And I don't have a taste for alcohol anymore. But that whole bloodline on my father's side was alcoholics. So if I didn't deal with that situation and renounce it and, and broke ties where they cut the rope that situation would have still been lingering for the devil to have an opportunity at a certain time, a certain season, to come back in my life and tempt me because that door was still open.
1: Exactly. And I've done a few shows on soul ties. That's really important to break evil soul ties off yourself. And of course, I actually deal with that in my new book. I find that's one of the biggest hindrance. Now, I had come across something on your social media where you delivered Someone from a soul tie with Marilyn Manson. Tell the listeners about that.
0: I got some Christian uh, friends that live in Hollywood, believers in Christ. Uh, I know that's hard to believe to have Christian believers in Hollywood. (laughs) These Christian brothers, they introduced me to this young lady. And unfortunately, this young lady was a backslider. She loved God at one time. She loved Jesus because of life circumstance. You know, she drifted from, you know, the covering of the Lord Jesus Christ and ended up uh, dating this guy, uh, Marilyn Manson. Uh, And this guy's a satanic devil worshipper to the court. I mean, even the Church of Satan recognized this man and ordained him to be a priest. You know, she got into uh, a relationship with the person, an intimate relationship, a personal relationship, and it ended up causing her, not only her, but her seven-year-old boy, the damage and and the consequences of, of the open doors that, you know, she slept with this devil. And when she slept with the devil, the key of sleeping with a, with a demonic person like this is to infiltrate your, your spirit and contaminate your spirit and so tie his spirit to yours. And not only so tie his spirit to yours, but to transfer demons in you to sexual relationship because I used to play that game. When you high rank devil worshiper, you know the key and the secrets how to accomplish that on a woman. So he did this to this young lady, and we had to, you know, to the power of the Holy Spirit break these things off her and demolish these things off her, and pray for her seven year old little boy. I mean, her seven year old little boy was standing in the corner of the room as she was home reading her book, and he would stay there and be demon possessed. Seven year old little boy, demon possessed, and read everything on the page from a distance on the other side of the room and be accurate everything he read. To the point that you little young boy when he used to snap out of this thing, he couldn't he didn't even know how to read.
1: Wow, isn't that incredible? Ain't,
0: ain't that I mean demonic? How satanic demonic? My, my sister, one thing, if you do witchcraft to an adult person, he's a Christian, that's not right to do that. But at least the person can pray, the person, you know, but when you start messing with God's little people, I get a righteous anger. I invite Master to come on any show with me. I take him on at any given time. I will eat your lunch. But when you pick on little people they can't fight back, I got a problem with that. You know, and I'm not talking about pride. I'm not talking about being arrogant. I'm talking about I am a vessel of honor for Jesus Christ. And I'm not afraid of the devil or his kingdom or his cronies at all. I'm willing to fight for any believer to get in the ring and fight the good fight of faith. Because one thing I know, I know how to fight spiritual warfare better than the, the kids on the dark side.
1: Well, and that's just it: is believers should not even be slightly intimidated by the dark side. But yet... I find and you find this, John, as the demons are getting bolder, the devil's getting more brazen here, we saw what happened in Peru, we saw what happened with this conjuring too. some of the people that went to that movie, we're really seeing this increase in demonic activity while the cotton candy church is in Snoozeville still, when it comes to spiritual warfare. In these last days, what do believers particularly need to be paying attention to here, John?
0: Well, I think one of the things I share I share on my on my second book on masking the devil. One of the things I share about that is is, is learn spiritual warfare. We need spiritual warfare in times when we need to go back to the church of the book of Acts. The church in the book of Acts was a force to be reckoned with in Jesus Christ. Paul, the, the, the church of Ephesians, was a church to be reckoned in with the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to go back to the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's no weapon formed against it's kind of prosper. A lot of Christians know how to quote scriptures and they know scriptures upside down, up. but do, they're not living it. They're not part of it. They don't live in a neighborhood where that scripture stands. You know, I. Live live or die on that scripture, I know in my in my deepest part of my spirit that I believe that I live that scripture. So any devil that come against me, any devil that's trying to form a weapon against me will never prosper because I know... God has taught my hands to walk. And a lot of these Santeria practitioners or whatever, these cronies of Santeria, and again, I pray for them and I pray for their salvation because they've been, they've been sucker punched by the devil. And uh, one of the things is the Santeria means, in, in Spanish, Santeria means the worship of saints. And it's not the worship of saints, it's the worship of demons and principalities that they worship. And they mix it with New Age and they worship the God of the river, the God of the ocean, uh, the God of the mountains, the God of the cemetery. That's what they worship. And then they're in white because they think that white dressing in white for 365 days. They believe that that is holiness. And holiness don't come with the outside. Holiness come within the transformation of the t- salvation that Jesus Christ had paid for you at the cross. And if you don't stand and come in agreement with that, I don't care how much you dress in white, you ain't going nowhere.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And it's really important that people are taught how to do this. That is why I always sound like a broken record when I emphasize the importance of our weapons plural of warfare because the key to waging warfare against satan and his minions is powerful prayer coupled with fasting but prayer and fasting is really huge and yet you know people use it as a last resort that ought to be a first resort
0: that is we we as christian that should be the oxygen that we breathe that is my oxygen that I breathe. I breathe Jesus. I breathe the scriptures. I breathe fasting. I breathe a prayer life. I breathe to build up your inner man. You know, I can't just say I'm more than a conqueror and then my spirit my spiritual man, my inner man is anemic, you know, is on is on ICU. I mean, there's no. You can't fight the devil when you when your spirit man is at the ICU because there's no, you know you don't have you don't have no spiritual substance to fight the kingdom of God. You have no authority. The devil recognizes authority in Christ. The, the devil know who been with Jesus. Even the, in the book of Acts, you see the sons of, uh, the seven sons of Skeba. What they say, the Jesus, Paul knows, and all this other stuff. And and it came to a point the devil said, well, Jesus, we know we know his authority and we know Paul's authority in the spirit realm, We don't see you don't have no authority at all. So we have the legal right to beat you down and take off your clothes and send you running. And a lot of Christians are butt naked spiritually and running around, you know, and the devil's having a field day with them. Why? Because the church is not teaching how to fight. The church is not teaching spiritual warfare, how to take back the ground from the enemy. You got Christians right now that are relocating to other areas, my sister. And it's, it's okay that you're trying to find a better area. It's okay you're trying to find a better state. People moving to Florida, Sunshine City. I mean, it's all nice. But you hear people say, oh, I can't wait to move to Florida, get a nice house, make sure they got good schools and make sure we're close to the mall so we can buy, you know, rice and beans and stuff like that. (laughs) You know, but no one is saying, let's look into find out they have a they have a powerful church, a Bible believing church in that area. Before we move, the devil is setting you up because the devil knows that you're looking for the material things, but you're not looking for nothing spiritual. So when you get there, now you're in territory that you can't handle that kind of spiritual warfare, and the devil will strip you down to nothing.
1: Well, you just mentioned something very important in Acts 19.14 when you were talking about Sceva was a Jew, a chief of the priest, And what's really interesting is the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are ye? When he said, we adjure you by Jesus who Paul preacheth. They didn't cast the demons out in Jesus' name, but rather, we command you to get out in the name of the guy who Paul preaches about. That's not going to work. There's no power in that phrase. Jesus' apostle said, hey, these guys are casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he followed not us. But Jesus said, and this is the point, and it's so powerful, forbid him not. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is he's on our part. So that's really important. You can't just cast out a devil in the name of a guy that knows a guy, can you?
0: Amen. You know one, one thing I wanna share, and I know I'm gonna get I might get myself in trouble by saying it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because you know, I, I'm just gonna say what God put in my heart. You know, here we got this Orlando incident situation that took place uh, on the nightclub that 49 people lost their lives in one night. You know, and now that Christians are getting blamed for this because you got some some ignorant pastors and ministers out there saying they deserve this, they deserve the fact that this happened. First of all, those people are not speaking on behalf of Christianity. They're speaking on behalf of the devil. They're not speaking in behalf of Christianity because I wrote a big statement on Facebook saying that we're gonna pray for the for this community. We're gonna stand with them in prayer. It's no time to talk about anyone's sin. It's time to come in agreement and pray that God will heal their pain and do it all that there will know Jesus Christ as our well savior. That is a time for that. You know, there's no time to take stones and start throwing stones at people because it wasn't about a homosexual thing. It was a human life, it was human life that was taken. But one thing, if you want to point the finger, on something, then you need to point the finger on Santeria, because when Santeria comes into a region, first of all, Santeria, the actual situation with Santeria, if you look at it, it's actually, its roots are in Miami, and now a lot of the Miami people of Babalaos and, and high priests are moving into Orlando, and when they move into the region of Orlando, and they're moving le- to this new region to take over the region against the church there, the devil has to, in any way, any form, any or use some puppet, the devil will use some puppet like this man that uh, from islam that claim uh, allegiance to isis not to the cross of jesus christ to isis the devil will use that because he's in the devil's camp so the devil will use that to shed blood innocent blood in that location in that place because the the demons are moving in and the demon need to taste blood before they take over the region
1: yeah that's really important and i think what people they don't think about is the <clears throat> fact that we have power and authority over all the power of the enemy. That's what it says there in Luke. And I think that's really important because people, they're living way substandard. They're living way below their privilege. Substandard. God gave us weapons of warfare that are mighty and we're not utilizing that the Christians we we, we don't know
0: how to use the weapons and that's that's the thing i mean we don't know how to use it we don't have the authority to use those weapons and 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 if you don't have the authority in christ to use those weapons against the enemy, because our weapons are not carnal but they're strong mighty pulling on the strongholds against the enemy's camp but who's teaching the church how to use those weapons who's teaching the church only myself yourself brother shannon davis from omega man radio very few people using those weapons that we have we are exercising that authority that we that be given to us in Christ. But a lot, a lot of believers, awesome believers that love Jesus Christ, that want to learn how to be disciple on that level of spiritual warfare, the church is hiding under a rug, maybe, or maybe they're like, like the ostrich, they head headed in the ground, because they're in bed with the devil.
1: Yeah, which is not surprising why we see all these spirits infiltrating the church, Jezebel spirits, Delilah spirits, Leviathan, Kundalini. I could go on and on with all these spirits that are... Infiltrating the church would you agree John?
0: Well, absolutely. I mean you got first of all in my book I'm Asking the devil. I teach the 21 steps of Jezebel I mean, you don't hear the church talking about the 21 steps of Jezebel uh, Before the Jezebel comes into any church to any church or attack any church and take over any church The majority of the time the spirit that comes in to control the church is a spirit of Ahab a complacent spirit comes in takes over the leadership puts them to sleep and then Jezebel comes in for the kill
1: You've got people doing, you know. You got Kundalini spirit in the church. You've got people mm-hmm. flopping around and
0: barking. and barking like a dog. Uh, you got people rolling themselves on the floor. First of all, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Holy Spirit is a God. God is a god of order. So you got these people with, with these laughing hyena spirits on them. Uh, you got you got the spirit of, of Delilah, which is a seducing spirit, seducing the leadership so they can sleep with the congregation. So you got all this rambling thing going around. And just, how is it that you have all this thing? And then you telling me that you're anointing. Yeah, because your anointing only fall on people that have, uh, you don't have to be perfect, but the anointing fall on people that has a genuine heart to follow Jesus Christ. What anointed? Because I was anointed for 25 years when I was in the devil's camp, and I was able to do trick miracles, and, and I was able to come in as an angel of light and commens flash a lot of stuff that the, that the church is doing today. I was able to do that in the kingdom of darkness. I just came, I just transformed myself to another spirit of light and do all these things because the difference between the word of prophecy or the word of knowledge is, is, is the difference between the Holy Spirit, and, and now the spirit is the spirit of divination. So what is the difference? Actually, I'm as a sorcerer. He knew how to play the game.
1: Well, and that's what the devil doesn't want, is people to learn about how to take authority over him and to cast out demons. So in this last part of the show, Brother John, please do go ahead and do Mass Deliverance. We uh, have a lot of listeners, and we would really like you to do that, sir.
0: Amen. I I just want to tell the believers out there, the believers, you don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay defeated. You don't have to wait for someone to teach you uh, or any church to try to train you. You talk to the Holy Spirit where you're at, whatever infirmity you have, whatever whatever addiction you have, whatever besetting sin you have in your life today. Now, now it's time to confront it over this over this amazing show that, is, that, is, that the Lord has. This is a divine appointment. I wasn't even supposed to come on the show, my sister. You just called me last minute. You know, that was like a last minute thing. You told me to come on. I mean, it's amazing because God knows how to perfect, God's perfect timing is awesome. So this is the perfect timing for everyone that is listening to you, my sister, and listening to me. It, it, we got nothing to give. We can pointed to jesus christ first of all if you say if you're not saved you need to know jesus christ as your lord and savior all you have to say lord forgive me for my sins come into my life be my lord and savior because that is so important because you know you can cast out demons if the person is not saved and you cast out demons from that person what happened is that demon will come back with seven words more and that person be in the worst condition that that that, that 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 he was originally was in so my thing is salvation is first and then we can come against And let's come tonight Let's come in agreement with the Holy Spirit because there's power in the Holy Spirit. The God is the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we break every week. We're attacking the devil tonight on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we put the devil on notice. We tell him, stay right where he's at because we're not afraid. We're coming for him tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We fear no one but Jesus Christ. We are the army of the Most High God. My sister and I, we touch and agree. There's power in agreement tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We put the devil on notice tonight. We're attacking him from the third position sitting with Jesus Christ in the heavens and the highest heaven in the name of jesus Christ, we crush the devil's head we break every demonic principality we shut down the first and second heaven so demons will not communicate with the demons in the ground familiar spirit we come against every spirit of addiction infirmity pornographic demons in the name of jesus christ seducing spirit lying spirit deceiving spirit Spirit of cancer, spirit of infirmity, we cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Any addiction of pharmakia spirit, any addiction of drugs, we break those things in the name of Jesus Christ off you. Any besetting sin in your life that you running in circles, you like the hamster on the wheel, and you can't get off, we break those cycles off you. We break those patterns off you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're attacking every demonic devil. Lord, we dip arrows in the blood of Jesus Christ, Father God. We send the mind to the enemy's camp. We confuse every demon, my God, that's operating the inside and the ones operating on the outside. We... Thanks. <laughs> change their languages, they will not be able to communicate for each other. Father, we break every demonic spirit of divorce, that's attacking of families, Christian family, attacking the chur- your church tonight. We break those powers, my God, we put them under our feet. In the name of Jesus Christ, we uproot them, we cast them down in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, any homosexual spirit, spirit of pornography, my God, spirit of addiction, sexual abuse, spirits, any spirit husband, wife husband, Jezebel, the light we break their powers, we strip down the bands scrolls. scrolls. we burn them to ashes in the name of Jesus Christ. We break any territorial demons, my God, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, all the way from Canada, all the way to New York, from the White House, all the way down to politicians. We break those devils. We break the spirit of Illuminati. My God, we break the spirit of mind controlling. We break every witchcraft spirit in Hollywood in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we have authority. Father God, that you have given us, and we're not afraid to use it. Father, we cast down every spirit of uh, rejection. Father God, we break the spirit of rejection, loneliness. Father God, we break the spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus Christ. We break that spirit that the teenagers are cutting themselves and making legal contracts with the devil. I break that in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. You said that you came to set the captives free. Father, we introduce everyone is under our voice we introduce jesus christ to them father we pray healing we call back every fragmented spirit of the soul of those that are listening tonight from the north to south the east and the west to come back together shalom nothing missing nothing broken and we pray father god supernatural recovery restoration and encounter with you with jesus christ we seal this deliverance in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we seal it in the match of a name, or your son, Jesus Christ. We touch and agree with the Holy Spirit. We say amen. It is done.
1: Amen and amen. We touch and agree. And we also bind the spirit of backlash and retaliation in Jesus' name. Thank you for that. John, in the waning moments, give out your information on not only how people can get in touch with you, but how they can get your newest book, Unmasking the Devil.
0: Oh, God bless you, my sister. Thank you so much. Uh, Again, I encourage people to get the book, Unmasking the Devil, which is a a pure spiritual warfare book. I I encourage people to get the other book, Out of the Devil's Cauldron. You go to Amazon, you can put the name John Ramirez on Amazon. You get these books, equip yourself to learn, learn spiritual warfare, uh, johnramirez.org. That is my website. You can contact me through there. And whatever I can be a blessing to you as a brother in Christ, I love you. I love my brothers and sisters all my heart, and it just gives me righteous anger when I see the, the devil or these cronies trying to get the best of God's people. And that's not going to happen on my watch. Amen.
1: Agree. Well, thank you for your time in coming on the program, and thank you for all you do to equip the people to fight against the enemy. Thank you for your time, John.
0: No, God bless you, my sister. you awesome. Amen.
1: Folks, that was John Ramirez. His information is linked there on today's bio, June 27th. Go check out his website and do read the reviews on Amazon on both those books. Out of the Devil's Cauldron, A Journey from Darkness to Light, and of course, the newest Unmasking the Devil. John was good friends with David Wilkerson and very actively involved at that church in New York. And so do reach out to Brother John, let him know you heard him on the program tonight. What a remarkable journey from this man. Wow. Well, I want to remind everyone to pre-order Sheila and Carla's new book, Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Don't wait. Pre-order your copy today. We have a fantastic lineup this week. Carla Butot, in fact, my co-author, is going to be on the program this week. And a lot of people are asking me how they can find my archives with Carla Well, if you go to weekendvigilante.com and you click on the radio archives tab, you will see a drop down menu, Deliverance Radio and Sheila Sermon. So do check those out. I believe you'll be very incredibly blessed by those shows. And I thank you for tuning into the program today. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless you.